Yeah, two one on his jersey, playing like he's number one. Best big in the league, and it's no debate. Booze from the haters, point him to the exit. I guess every franchise needs its process. Every franchise it needs its own process. Coming down the lane, yeah, watch your head, yeah. We post to every game, get your Kodak. Once he gets you one of the best kids, you better just play it. You get the jazz step, knock down, lock and bang, yeah. Get out the way, and one, let the fans know it. Yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, all the threes going in your eye. If you miss, you better get back. Cause if I'm bees, that won't be a putback. Keep that weak shit out of the paint. Cause I'm B to put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer. Any techno prisoners, yeah, dump it off from TJ. Call it the Feed to Embiid. What's going on, everybody? This is the Feed to Embiid, and I am your host, Austin Krell. The Sixers have played a handful of games since we last talked. So I'm going to give you a brief rundown of games in L.A. versus the Lakers. Games in a game in Golden State against the Warriors. A game in Sacramento versus the Kings. And tonight's game against the Raptors. Sixers were concluding a a four-game road trip recently. Um, They came back home for tonight's game against the Raptors. We'll get into that later. Start off with the Lakers in LA. No LeBron James for that game. The Sixers were up by as many as 19 in the first quarter. They let their foot off the brake a little bit in the second quarter, but they never really trailed after that. And they never had any issue after that. They kept the game at arm's length. Lakers committed 21 turnovers to the Sixers 12. Sixers out assisted the Lakers by seven. Sixers win the game by 16 um, to improve the 33 and 18 on the season. It is worth Noting, or I guess it was at the time, that Embiid appeared to go down late in the fourth quarter with a bit of a back uh, inflammation, I guess. He landed awkwardly and it sort of clenched his back. But it was probably, I think it was more of one of those things where maybe you're swinging a golf club or you're running or whatever, or you move awkwardly and then suddenly you get that shooting pain down your back and then just like, ooh, for a couple of seconds. And then it goes away. So he just got stretched out and was back in the game soon, even though they were up by 16. That wasn't received very well by fans, but who cares? Uh, the Sixers win that game by 16, 121 to 105. They then go to Golden State for a Thursday matchup against the Warriors. Warriors are without Klay Thompson in this game. The Sixers had their full starting five, but Butler was not good. He only had seven points in 37 minutes. He, uh, the Sixers were down by 11, as, as much as 11 in the first half, but they... Instead of getting, instead of falling into the Warriors' trap where they where they kill you in the third quarter and run away with it, the Sixers hung tough and they actually outscored the Warriors by 16 in the third quarter, and eventually and and then they came up with with key defensive stops late in that game to win and hold on 113 to 104 in Golden State snaps I believe a 10 game losing streak to the Warriors. Um, they improved to 34 and 18. And they got back to 500 on the road after starting out the season 0 and 4. Um, they then went to Sacramento against the Kings. This was a game where they were shorthanded because JJ Redick missed it with planned rest. They trailed a, a good portion of the game, um, 
but it was really an, a, sort of a locked up sort of affair into the late stages. Uh, the Kings led by as many as I think thirteen. Sixers came back and, and really, really took a two point lead. Butler had an incredible fourth quarter, eighteen of his twenty nine in the fourth. Embiid um, had twenty nine, Ben Simmons had twenty two, but Muscala only had three. Shaman had eight, and the Kings, who are a young, fun team, um, they were able to, to sort of take control and hold on and win that win in their arena where they where they are six games above five hundred. Sixers dropped a thirty four and nineteen after that one, thirteen and fourteen on the road, and then they come back after uh, they come back after two days rest. They come back and, and play in home tonight against the Raptors. Raptors 39, uh, 38 and 16. Sixers 34 and 19. Um, Kawhi Leonard was available, but he wasn't available last time they played, and, and, the, and the Sixers won by 25. He was available tonight. He had 24 points, seven rebounds, five assists, along with three steals. Um, or no, sorry, 24 points, seven rebounds, three assists, three steals. Um, they got a steady. Really, they had a steady uh, dosage of offense from Sergi Baca had 20, Kyle Lowry had 20, Siakam had 16. Um, their usual suspects off the bench, Norman Powell, Greg Monroe, even DeLon Wright, all had good games. And the Raptors were led by 12 in the first. They got they, they were led by as many as 20 in the contest, or 22 in the contest. Um, Sixers fought back, got it to, I think, 5 or 8. I think they got it, got it to 5 or 6, uh, maybe a little less. NBA had 37 tonight, a pivotal call late in the game. Lander Shamit made a three that would have brought it to five, but the ref thought that he stuck his foot out on the shot and called an offensive foul, even though Landry was a, it was a clear shooting motion that was natural. But at this point, I've just learned to, to accept the fact that refs freaking suck and they're they're completely um, incompetent and really they're, they're subhuman and they're mistakes that they make. So I'm just sort of sort of ignore them and, and focus on what the team can control. The Sixers tonight could control the fact that they had 18 turnovers. Ben Simmons continues to struggle against the Raptors. He had six, only had two after halftime though. Um, he still had 20 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and be at 37 and 13. Um, Butler had 18 points, but Muscala had eight. Shamit had six. Um, and then, you know, those, those guys are filling in for Reddick who missed, missed the game with nausea, which is a load of bullshit. If you ask me, the guy's making 12 million, he's making 140,000 per game. If you do the math, um, I'm okay. If you're a little nauseous, go out there and play It's your job. You work five months a year in the office and we, we only have 82 of these games and this is an important one and you miss it with nausea of all things. Are you kidding me? Um, so I got, I got an issue with that. Mike Muscala was filling in for Chandler, who's out with another injury. I think it's a two- to three-week absence for him. I believe it's a quad, maybe a groin. Uh, I can't quite remember. But those two not doing not doing the parts of starters. Muscala, eight points. Missed the key three that would have brought it to a four-point game late. Shamit was, was two of eight, had six points. Bolden played seven minutes. Um, McConnell played 22 minutes. Corkmines played 20 minutes. Bench combined for 18 points total, while the Raptors bench had um, 37 points. So the Sixers lose this one by 12. 
And it was just a, a really frustrating, frustrating game. And it was frustrating because they've they're on they're on track to be a much to finish the season with a better record than they had last year. And they've come so far. They've made some such such great strides. They didn't. They, they went on a, a sixteen game win streak to end the season to go over to get to go ten plus games over five hundred for the first time since two thousand ten eleven. I think. It was eleven twelve, and they're they're third. They were thirty four and eighteen, just fifty two games into the season, thirty four and twenty, and you you observe that Ben Simmons is making the same mistakes, turnovers against the, against an elite team. Um, the live ball turnovers are an issue. They were turning the ball over so much in the first half. And the Raptors just kept building on that lead. And then in the third and fourth quarter, they, they'd they make pushes, and they turn the ball over five possessions out of eight. And then suddenly that 10-point deficit is now a 20-point deficit. And it's the same issues that kill them. And you just feel like, A, they don't have the personnel necessary to be an elite team in the East. They don't have the personnel necessary to take take Toronto down on a seven game series, take Boston down on a seven game series. I don't know that they can beat Milwaukee in a seven game series. I think they can. I don't. Th- I think Milwaukee's fake, and and I think I think, I think they're they're, uh, they're they're just smoke. But they're the one seed in the East. The thirty nine. They're thirty nine and thirteen or whatever they are. I don't know that they've had the hardest schedule in the NBA, but. Seven game series against any of these teams where the Sixers would be on the road for for four of the seven games, it's a tough spot to be in, and you can't lose in five in the second round. You 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 don't trade away two guys who are key parts of your rotation and get Jimmy Butler back just to finish in the same spot you ended last year. So it's the same issues as it's always been with them. The games that they've lost to Boston, they've lost to Toronto, live ball turnovers. That's all it is. Inability to do to body up with the likes of Pascal Siakam, um, poor poor rotations on defense, um, and it's just frustrating because you know that they can be great, you know that they have what it takes, but they make the same mistakes over and over again, and then you eventually get the question: Is this a matter of a coach? Is this Brett Brown? Is his system just not working out for this for this group? So if you get rid of Brett Brown, then what do you do? Do you bring in a, a new coach? Obviously, bring in a new coach. My worry with that is maybe a new coach would bury Embiid on the block, and then Embiid's other skills would, would go would go uh, would go cold. He would starve them. He wouldn't have a jump shot anymore. You need to get the right pieces in here to help the starters win these games. Miscala eight points does not cut it as a starter in thirty two minutes. Landry Shamit six points in thirty four minutes does not cut it as a starter. The bench combined for 17 points tonight. The, the the bench in every one of their losses to contenders. The story is that the bench gets blown apart. It's, it's, it just gets blown out of the, just gets blown out of the water. It's Boston. They didn't score a bench point until the second half. They got I think they overall got outscored 25 to 14 or whatever whatever it might have been. And by the way, they had that game. They had the lead in that game with with with, with under a minute left. They had to go to overtime where they lost, but if they had any kind of adequate bench, that's a game they win. 
they can they can beat Toronto. The the you know it's the bench disparity. It's it's been that the entire season and it hasn't changed. It's the bench disparity. And I I love the job Elton Brand's done so far. I think he's really been a good GM for this team. A, a, a young, surprisingly successful GM thus far. And he did a great job getting Jimmy Butler. He really did. He 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 sacrificed the relationships. He said, I gotta make this a business decision. And he brought in Jimmy Butler. But he also hasn't done anything since. And now is the time. If this team is going to be the team that I think they can be, which is a top 10 defense, a top 5 offense, I do think that they can make a run and get to the finals and beat anybody. I really do believe that. Maybe they don't beat Golden State this year because I don't think anybody beats Golden State this year. But they can get to the conference finals. They can challenge for the title of the East. And I don't know what you're waiting for. Ben Simmons is going to be... You know, there are clauses with how his contract works. He might sign a qualifying offer. He might not. And um, he might become a free agent. He might leave. I think I personally think he's going to be here for six more years because a qualifying offer is like 8 or $9 million when he can get close to 30 in his first year of, of an extension. Butler may leave after this year. Who knows? You don't know how... You don't know... You know, I knock on wood, but you don't know that Embiid's body is going to be... Great long term, like like it's held up these these this last year and a half. You need to go out and you need to get some pieces to add to this bench to fortify this team to put them over the top. And I do really believe that we're having a much different conversation, a much different outlook about this team if they do have a good bench core together. So what does that bench core look like? To me, that bench core looks like well, obviously the, the Knicks traded Kristaps Porzingis this past week, and. With that, they got back Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley John- Wesley Matthews. I could totally see the Knicks buying Wesley Matthews out and him being a sixer. I could totally see that. I could totally see them flipping Jamal, flipping a, a second round pick for Jamal Crawford. I know that they want that they've called about Nikola Mirotic. They've called about Drew Holiday, but again, I don't know that they have the assets for that because Markel Fultz and his whatever the hell his issue is, I don't even care anymore. I just want him gone because he's a nuisance and he's a waste of my time. He has this whole situation has completely, completely handcuffed his his um, his trade value, and they're tied to him. They're tied to him. They're not gonna get much for him. And so you got to part ways with with a contract like Wilson Chandler's, and probably a high draft pick, probably a draft pick wouldn't get a significant return. I think. The best fit for them, for their bench, is probably Terrence Ross from Orlando. I would love to have him. I think that that pushes them over the top. I think that's a move that shakes the whole East and makes the whole East think, "Oh shit, maybe, um, maybe, maybe, maybe they they have what it takes now." Jamal Crawford's a nice bench scorer, but you still have to use Butler, Simmons, and beat heavily. I don't know that he'll have the impact that Ilyasova and Bellinelli had last year, but then again, Embiid and Simmons have taken big enough steps where maybe you can you can you can counter that with Jamal Crawford plus those plus plus the, the core. Last year you needed those, those shooters because they didn't you know they hadn't taken that next step yet. 
but you need to get a guy who you can bring off the bench and who can get you 10 to 15 any given night. Guy Terrence Ross, uber athletic. He, um, he's a shooting guard. He, he can with his athleticism. He can play multiple positions. And you know he he he's six six. He's six six. He can play a little bit of three, mostly two. He shoots thirty seven percent from three, thirty eight percent from three. He's averaging fourteen points a game. If you get him off, if you get him and you bring him off the bench, you completely just blow out the you you, you your your bench comes so much different. They're they're a slightly below average bench team as it is. You're now on above average bench. But just just with Terrence Ross, maybe they bring in a backup big man. Give me Torian Prince from from the Hawks. Maybe Dwayne Dedman from the Hawks. But they got to make a move, and the trade deadline is this Thursday. It's twelve thirty-five a.m. right now, but Wednesday, February sixth. That means the trade deadline's tomorrow. Actually, it's in it's in less than thirty-six hours. No, it's in, no, it's in less it's in less than forty-eight hours. But when all is said and done after this week, and I think they will do this, but you need, you absolutely need to have a much different looking bench. And, me, and I'm sure Elton Brand has something in the in, in the in the works. I'm sure he does. But I'm telling, but I'm telling you this: if 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 this if this deadline passes and they don't have a trade made. And they got to result to resort to some of the options on the on the buyout market, and I don't know what that looks like now. Players haven't been bought out yet. I'm sure they'll be active if 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 the opportunity if the opportunity is right. But if they walk away from this deadline with with nothing to show for it, and you have Muscala, you have T.J. McConnell, you have Fakan Korkmaz, you have Jonah Bolden playing heavy minutes. I don't even mind Shannon playing heavy minutes, to be honest. I just don't know how consistent he is. Maybe maybe you give him 20 minutes. But if you if you have to give Bolden 20 minutes, McConnell 20 minutes, Quickbox 20 minutes, Mescala 20 minutes, you're not going to get very far. And eventually you're going to get to a point where if you don't make moves and this carries on year after year, suddenly the process is going to be deemed is going to look like this. Oh, they got some nice core pieces, but... The, the supporting cast is not there, and that three-year period of just hard, hard, hard play, that was just to get to the second round, and that's it. And then they're right back where they started, by the way, which was losing to the Celtics in 2011-12 in seven games. That's where they are. That's where they'll be. They'll be right back where they started. It's all for nothing. You got Embiid. You got Simmons. You got... Butler, you got Redick, and you're just back to where you started. I don't want to over-dramatize this because, you know, these aren't superstars. I'm not talking about superstar players. I'm talking about a couple of bench pieces just to add a shooter, add a wing who can defend a little bit, can play multiple positions, can take some of that pressure off of Embiid, Simmons, and Butler. If you don't add that piece... You, A, don't know how the other teams are going to improve around you. And B, 
you don't know how long of a wind how big of a window you have here and it's scary and it's and it, and it's and it's depressing to think that maybe the process might not have worked i mean who who knows sure you have two superstars right now but who knows how long before they get fed up with the second round exits and they say nah i want out anthony davis just did it last week Christoph Porzingis did it last week. They're ours for now, but if you don't put the best products forth, they're not going to be yours much longer. Because eventually, these guys are going to want to win, and they're going to want to put rings on their fingers. They're going to want to be talked about and be playing deep into June and have those eyes and that national attention. And if you don't add to this bench so that you can put up 35, 40 bench points a game like the good teams are doing now. The window's going to close every season. I'm not saying that the whole the whole future is wrecked if they don't get if they don't make a trade by by, by Thursday. But you're setting a precedent of shy of being shy and 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 being the the small fish in a big pond. It doesn't say you know it doesn't give much confidence about your ability to sign free agents if if you if you don't go out there and you don't get something. You know you you don't you don't find a return for your minimal assets. There are plenty of teams out there that are looking to unload players. Suns are eleven forty four. You think they need Jamal Crawford? Wizards are, I think nine games under five hundred and and their season is pretty much lost. I'm sure they'll unload Trevor Ariza for the, light, for the right price. And by the way, no one wants to give anything to the Lakers. No one's interested in giving the Lakers more help. People hate Everyone hates the Lakers now. The Knicks are 32 games under 500. Wesley Matthews isn't going to help them. There are a lot of teams in this league that will unload players for the right price. It's up to you, Elton Brand, to get this thing done. Or else you're going to be looking back a couple of years thinking, where did I go wrong with this? And I and I, you know I, I I you've done a great job so far. I I've been really impressed with what Elton Brand's done. I love Jimmy Butler, but it's about what have you done for me lately? Getting, getting Jimmy Butler on November 10th was not lately. That was months ago. You got to make a move before. This whole thing was just not worth it. Right now, you're, right now you've shown the whole league that, hey, maybe tanking is the way to go. Teams are you set a precedent for other teams to follow, the Bulls, Knicks, um, Suns, and you and you and you've changed. You put the, you turned the league on its head because of this whole process that you that you that has now resulted in two franchise players. That's the hard part. Those, the franchise players are the hard part. The role players should be the easy part. And hopefully, next time we talk, on Friday after they wallop the Nuggets with, with, with their newest team mem- teammates, hopefully we'll be having a different conversation. But until then, sit back and have a beer. And use the King Cobra. Do you like shotgunning beer? 
Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Check out my boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It's also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information on the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. and Cobra spelled with a K. For a 10% discount on all products, enter the code TRUSTACOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid in his name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction distribution without my written permission is, is, is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2019 now. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more of the, of the feed to Embiid following hopefully a win against the Nuggets in Philly on Friday. The Sixers looking to avenge a game where they didn't have Embiid or Butler. They lost by 16 in Denver. I think they win. I think, they're, I think that they're honestly a better team than Denver, but we shall see. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we'll be back with more following the final buzzer on Friday.